Dream Team Fantasy is a Thunder Media Live production. Search for more shows in your favorite podcast app by typing in Thunder Media Live. pretty similar to week two sports betting was good made a bunch of money in there lost in dfs a little bit um didn't totally brick out in cash games like we did in week two we were we were pretty you know we won some and lost some in the in the 50-50s we were kind of in like between the 40th and 50th percentile there um Basically, DraftKings came down to not having Keenan Allen. Pretty much you needed him to to cash in 50-50s. I didn't have him, and he was like 50% out and scored 46 points, which kind of sucked because I prioritized Zeke and Dalvin and um, McCaffrey. So that Zeke not scoring kind of hurt a lot, and and Dalvin kind of got vultured on a couple as well. Yeah, he did. I mean, he was having a good good game too, and then, you know, he gets vultured by Madison or whatever. Towards in the red zone. Which, Adam Thielen ran which, one into. Yeah, yeah, that one hurt too. Um, but yeah, Keenan Allen and Evans were kind of the big wide receivers that you needed to play. Um, Evans went off that first half and it was kind of crazy. I was up there when we, you and I were talking. I was like second, you know, winning ten grand at one point, and uh, all of a sudden it was just like Evans touchdown, Evans touchdown, Evans touchdown, and I just fell down. Kittle didn't do anything again. I hate to say it, but I I'm, I'm done with Kittle. <laughs> He's I know. freaking dead to me. I convinced you to play Kittle, and that's who you needed to have a big second half. We were sweating. Nick was up there, and the, like he said, he was in second place, and first place was what thirty k. Uh, I think it was twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he was only like one point behind first for a little bit there, and uh, unfortunately, Kittle didn't do anything in the second half, but. And now they go on by, so we'll see what happens down the stretch. But yeah. yeah, it's been a disappointing start for Kittle for sure. Yeah, it has. I mean, Jimmy G just don't have that connection yet. A um, couple headlines we'll get into. Uh, AB released by the Pats. I don't. I don't know what's going on with him. And truthfully, I don't really care anymore. Uh, Barkley is out. Looks like four to six weeks, maybe minimum. Um, getting a couple. Going to see a couple doctors. Getting a couple opinions. And kind of seeing, you know, I guess his options at this point. Um, and then Melvin Gordon, I'm hearing today, hold out, possibly ending soon. I don't know how soon. It definitely looks like not by this weekend. So I'm thinking Eckler is going to have a huge game against the Dolphins. And then I know you have him in front of the season long league. Do you think it's time to deal him after this weekend? 
Yeah, I was reading some reports that are saying um, Gordon might even show up to practice tomorrow, but they're saying that there's no chance he's going to play against the Dolphins. So Eckler probably would be a sell-high candidate at this point, but other people in the league will know that Gordon is returning, so who knows what they'll be willing to give up for him. And I, yeah, I, st- <clears throat> I still think Eckler will hold pretty good value even with Gordon coming back. Yeah, I guess you could try and maybe get the guy that has Melvin Gordon and try and trade him Eckler and bolster something else in your lineup that needs help, whether whether it's tight end, quarterback, or running back or wide receiver. Um, yeah, if, if you can if you can sneak one by the guy that maybe has Melvin Gordon or someone in the league that maybe doesn't pay attention to football as much as they do, there's always those that one person in the league that. You know, does this for fun, you know, but he doesn't really pay a lot of attention, and you can kind of send him a trade offer, and he'll look at it and be like, oh, shit, Eckler, and then uh, <laughs> accept it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good call. Um, yeah. All right. So, our thoughts on week three. Um, first thought I have is just back to those 49ers. I had no idea how they won that game. Five turnovers, like Garoppolo looks awful. I just. I just don't know how they pulled that one off. And they I turned think. it over three times in the red zone, too. Three times in the red zone. Yeah, we were watching that game because I needed Kittle, but we were talking about mm-hmm. it. But just I don't know how how they pulled that one out, how they're 3-0 and between them and the Lions and Bills up there, you know, some surprising 3-0 and teams. Um, you still You still feel good about the Niners going forward? Yeah, I mean, they definitely have a tougher stretch kind of the last six or seven games. Um, Week five, they're home against, I think, Cleveland. So that's another game that they'll probably be favored by. Cleveland's got off to a pretty poor start. Um, I just hope the Niners can get nine wins because they'll pay off that over eight that I was touting all offseason. And uh, I'm pretty nervous about Jacksonville, too, because they need eight. And I think uh, it's going to be tough for them, even though Minshew's a baller. Yeah, he looks good. He looks good. Um, I mean, if their defense, if they trade Ramsey, that could hurt. Yeah, we'll um, see what happens with that because uh, it, it's looking like the owner wants to keep him and wants to pay him. So they might have to choose between Doug Marone and Jalen Ramsey. I th- I think the clear choice would be just to get rid of Marone's doofus ass, but who knows what they'll yeah. do. Yeah, he's the worst. Um, and then the other, uh, another thought, Eagles-Lions game. Um, Eagles overrated, Lions underrated. I mean, what are your thoughts on those two teams? Yeah, the Lions are weird because they got off to a great start against Arizona. They were up 24-6. to Arizona came back and tied them. And then, uh, yeah, just beating the Eagles. They got pretty lucky, honestly, against Philly. They got two lucky fumbles and they had a kick return. And um, the Eagles, a lot of their players were struggling with drops. I know Zach Ertz dropped a couple Aguilar had his usual drop, and then to end the game, Arthega Whiteside had a, a catch right in his hands down to the two-yard line, but it, it fell to the ground. I think it was fourth and 14. There was less than a minute left, and they were only down by a field goal. So, I mean, Carson Wentz is playing great. It's just his supporting cast is uh, not helping him out at all, and um, the secondary has been pretty poor as usual. So. I think the Eagles yeah, still could rebound, but they've been playing pretty poorly. They just definitely need to get some healthy bodies back. Yeah, they're definitely banged up. Um, they, you know, without D-Jax opening up the field and Olshan Jeffrey battling with injury as always. Their secondary is really banged up. They're missing a ton of defense key pieces. 
our key piece key pieces on defense. Um, so they're they're I don't know they're a tough team to watch right and now. I think uh, I think the Lions' magic is going to end in Week Four because they're playing the Chiefs and uh, Darius Slay actually pulled his hamstring last game. So if they're without him, Sammy Watkins and Kelsey and and Hardman and Robinson are just going to be way too much to handle. So I I think the Chiefs will beat the Lions pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, that was the next the next thought was just the Chiefs offense can just really score at will on pretty much anyone at this point. Um, Holmes is just a freak, but yeah, the Lions. I don't know. I don't know what to think about them. They haven't really played anyone. Maybe I mean the Eagles. Um, but yeah, they're 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 a weird team. I really haven't figured them out yet. And um, um, all the stat nerds who said regression with Mahomes can just suck it because <laughs> all off season I'm listening to these freaking nerds saying, you know, his eight percent whatever touchdown rate's not gonna hold up. He can't throw fifty touchdowns again. He's not gonna throw five thousand yards. Guy hasn't even had his left tackle, hasn't had his best wide receiver, and he's gone for over three hundred yards and three touchdowns every game. So clearly he's uh still the uh top M V P candidate, best quarterback in the league and and all those nerds can suck it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. He's, uh, you know, I definitely thought he was going to regress, but I mean, regress to what the norm? Um, Can't use the word regression he... with certain players, and I think yeah. Mahomes is one of them. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, he's just he's on a different planet right now. Yeah. Um, and then Daniel Jones. I know I bashed this guy uh, in the preseason. I said I didn't think he was that good. He's overrated. <laughs> Yeah, he had a good game. He had a really good game. You know, two passing, two rushing touchdowns. It was against the Bucks. I mean, you know, it's it, it was the Bucks. I'd still like to see him against a better team. Um, this week, they're at home against the Redskins. Their defense is okay. Again, and not another great test. But uh, are you sold on Jones? you think he's a real deal? I mean, he was kind of the player maybe I think the winning lineup had for uh, – FanDuel yeah. last week having Jones at quarterback. So you're going to get some shares of him this week or what? Yeah, you actually bring up a good point. It was so funny because when he was drafted, I think it was six overall, everyone was saying how bad of a pick it was. And, you know, he has a couple good preseason games and one good regular season game, and now everyone's acting like he's, like, better than Baker Mayfield. And <clears throat> there was actually a poll on Twitter. It had over 2,000 votes. And... <laughs> The question was, who's a better quarterback, Daniel Jones or Baker Mayfield? And, and Daniel Jones actually got more of the votes, which is just hilarious. Um, yeah, I think I think that's just because it's the <laughs> New York market and it's bigger. So, you know, more more Giants fans voting in that kind of poll. But, you know, he hasn't done anything. You know, preseason right. is one thing. It's backup. You know, they're doing easy routes and kind of just passes to get him comfortable. Yeah, he's throwing some great balls and he's put – you know, he's put the ball in spots that, you know, are impressive for sure. But And he had a pretty poor first half. He he really got going in the second half when they were playing catch up and the Bucks were kinda of playing in a prevent defense. I mean he, he played good, don't get me wrong, but yeah, I'm not um I'm not really buying in as much as other people are, so he's probably gonna be a guy that I'll I'll be looking to fade in week two or uh week four. Week four. Um yeah, and then the Browns still the Browns. Uh, just, I don't know if the hype, I mean, obviously the hype was just too much maybe for them or they just haven't clicked yet. Um, 
But yeah, they don't they don't look that great. Baker doesn't look that great, doesn't look comfortable. Uh Landry hasn't really done anything. I feel like he's been like a ghost. I figured it would be a lot of Landry and OBJ. Um and I just haven't seen any of that. Like, yeah, we saw Beckham Monday night, uh, two weeks ago. I mean, he's just money on Monday night, but what are your thoughts on the Browns going forward this season? So that's actually one of the only games I didn't see or watch the replay of, so I, I still have to go back and do that. But from what I heard, um, the offensive line was pretty bad, and, and Baker was scrambling around even if there wasn't pressure. So he, I think he just doesn't trust the offensive line. And then I heard there was a lot of poor play calling as well, so that'll be interesting to see if they continue to let Freddie Kitchens call the plays or if they – allow the offense corner uh, Todd Munkin to call the plays, who comes from an air raid background. He was with Tampa Bay last year, and they had a great offense. So I think they'd be better off letting Munkin call the plays. Um, so that's just something to monitor. Uh, I think Freddie Kitchens is uh, kind of out of his league. I, I heard he called a, what was it, a running back draw on a fourth and nine against the Rams, and he, mm-hmm. he thought it was third down and, <laughs> and pre- <laughs> pretended like um, – he knew it was fourth down, but I think he made a big mistake. So I'll have to go back and watch the film on that one for sure. Yeah, and I just thought about the Keenum on Monday night on that fourth and one where he tried to hop over the the offensive line like he was at the goal line to get the first down. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that one, yeah. It's just, I mean, <laughs> just simple stuff, you know. Like, you're not at the goal line. You physically have to get, you know, your whole body across there, really. You can't just reach over, I don't think. Um, and then the ball just gets knocked out and fumble they lose. I will say, um, um, I know Nick Chubb played like almost 100% of the snaps, so that's really good for his fantasy prospects going forward. They kind of got rid of that third down back that they had, Hilliard and Johnson, and just let Chubb be the, the workhorse. So that's that's definitely good for Chubb, and um, he's a good buy-low candidate. So if, if you want to trade for him, I think that's a good call. Yeah, I think he just, they need to get him the ball more, you know, in space, not just kind of up the middle, but, um, and some wide and some running back screens or, you know, flank him out wide kind of thing. I mean, he's a good talent and I think he's just not getting the ball enough and they're not really establishing the run. Um, and I mean, their offensive line's been bad and Baker just has, as soon as he gets the ball, you can tell him that the clock in his head has already gone off and he's kind of scrambling and not really keeping his eyes downfield. Um, so the last, the last thought I had on week three was the NFC North, um, Seven zero and one against the rest of the league. Probably the toughest division in the league right now, um, with Minnesota, Green Bay, Detroit, and uh, the Bears. You, you think there is a tougher division than the North, um, or what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I hadn't really thought about that too much, but yeah, I, I, NFC North is pretty good. I don't, I don't think um, Detroit is actually that good, but. And Chicago could be mediocre at times, but I think Green Bay and Minnesota definitely are uh, upper echelon teams for sure. So, yeah, yeah I, I I'd probably... A, I thought that was a crazy stat, just 7-0-1 against the rest of the league right now for the NFC North. Yeah, sure. and there's four good defenses in that division too, so it's definitely a good um, division for defenses. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to DFS Week 4. Um we had some good players we liked last week. We talked about um, Evans. We liked him, that he was $500 less than Godwin, which we thought was kind of a steal. I know you said that he was probably going to be high-owned, but saving that $500 and getting pretty much the wide receiver one was the way to go, as he had three touchdowns the first half. 
Um, and then we liked Burkhead. We talked about Burkhead, uh, James White being out. Uh, well, I said on the first. podcast, too, I touted Keenan Allen. I talked about his opportunity. I talked about the air yards, and then I failed to play him in cash games. I did have him in tournaments, but, <laughs> I mean, he's just blowing up every week. He, he leads the league in yards, targets, yards after catch. He's, like, dominating. Rivers just, Rivers just gets him the ball. Yeah, I mean, yeah. with Gates with Gate gone, that's Rivers' guy, and he looks for him every single play when there's a passing down. Mike Williams can't catch fucking water if he was in an ocean, and he's just awful. Um, but yeah, Keenan Allen has just been really good. I was not high on him going into the season, and I regret that at this point because he's just clearly the best wide receiver right now. And we recommended um, Delvin Cook, and um, we recommended CMC too, who are among the highest scoring running backs. The only thing I think I really missed on pretty big was the the wide receivers uh, with John Brown and Will Fuller. And Marquise mm-hmm. Brown, I thought the three of those guys had a, a pretty good shot at a big game, and, and none of them paid off, which was unfortunate for a lot of my tournament teams. Yep. We liked Kyler Murray, who um, had a decent game. Uh, we went back to Winston Well. He had a decent game. Um, we targeted Arizona again with the tight ends. And Olsen, you know, two more touchdowns. Going to go right back to Arizona again this week with uh, Disley. I mean, just they don't know how to cover the tight end. They just don't. I mean, that's three weeks in a row that the tight end um, has gone off against them. So, you know, we had some good plays. And uh, just putting the right lineup together, that's the hardest part. Um, And unfortunately, we didn't have that exact winning lineup. But we did have a good cash lineup that we put out there last week. So we'll start um, with the quarterback position on FanDuel. Up top, you've got Mahomes, Jackson, Watson, Ryan, Brady. Um, one of the quarterbacks I really like this week is Russell Wilson. Um, he's at Arizona. He's 7,800. Uh, fast-paced, up-tempo game again. Going to be a lot, of, a lot of chances on both sides. Arizona um, gives up some rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks, and Wilson had a really good game last week. Um, and I think Arizona can kind of keep up with Seattle being at home point-wise. So I think it could be a shootout, and I really like uh, Wilson here at 7,800 um, for your quarterback plays this week. Yeah, so up top, we don't really have to talk about Mahomes uh, too much. Definitely want to get exposure there. Uh, I mm-hmm. like going in on the other side, too, uh, with Stafford. Uh, I think the over-under opened as like 54.5, so Vegas is definitely expecting a lot of points in that one. It's in the dome, so you don't have to worry about the weather. Neither team has that great of a pass rush, so there should be uh, a lot of points, and the and the quarterback should be comfortable. And a lot of big plays can happen because there's a lot of speed in that game, and, and they're on the fast track. And if teams are scoring quick, then there's going to be more plays, um, less time off the clock, so there will be more plays and, and more points scored. So I like that game a lot. Uh, definitely want some Deshaun Watson um, every week. I'll, pr- I'll probably take shares of him. Stack them up with Hopkins, Hopkins and Will Fuller. Just it's pretty clear that Mahomes and Watson are are the top two fantasy quarterbacks in the league, and I think you got to get some of those guys every week. In the mid range, I do like Russ Wilson, like you said. Uh, stack them up with Tyler Lockett, Will Disley, the tight end. Um, who I was pissed I couldn't pick him up in any of my leagues because I I thought he was a pretty good sleeper going up against the Cardinals. Um, and then Jared Goff, I like at home against Tampa. Tampa's uh, a pass funnel defense, meaning that they're pretty good at stopping the run, but can't stop the pass. 
and uh, the cheaper range I already mentioned, uh, Matt Stafford. So those would be the five quarterbacks I'd go with this week. Yeah, I like all those guys. Uh, I like Stafford as well. I like um, I like Goff and um, down here. I also like um, Kyle Allen uh, on the opposite side of Watson. I mean, he had a really good game. And I think, you know, they're going to have to throw the ball to catch up because I do like Watson a lot. I do like Hopkins and Fuller. Um, I think it could be a high-scoring game. Um, and I like Kyle Allen here at some value at 6800 Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, I, I played a bunch of him last week because he was min-price on both FanDuel and DraftKings. And the Panthers and the Texans are going to be an up-tempo game because both teams like to run the no-huddle and the, the fast-paced offenses. So there will be more plays in that one as well. And the Texans secondary is pretty brutal. So I like uh, stacking Allen up with Curtis Samuel or DJ Moore or even Greg Olson. So I, I like that call as well. Yeah, I definitely like stacking him up with Samuel. Him, him and Samuel uh, definitely had a connection when I watched the game back the other day. Um, Carolina and Houston are the fastest-paced games this week, followed by Tampa and the Rams and then Seattle and Arizona. So those three games are really up-tempo, and you definitely want to get some exposure to those games. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's go to the running back position. Up top, uh, you got CMC, Cook, Eckler, Ingram, Chubb, Mack, Henry. I'm going to go back to the Carson well. I know he's had his fumble issues, but I like the Seattle-Arizona game. Um, he's been running hard. If he can just hang on to the fucking ball, um, he could definitely have some fancy value at 7,000 here. And then on the other side, I like David Johnson a lot. Seattle's been giving up a ton of grabs for the running back. Um, and their defensive line isn't that great. And I like, I like David Johnson here. I mean, 6,800, you can't really go wrong with the guy. Um, who are your running back plays this week? Yeah, so Chris Carson was one of my biggest fades of last week. He was one of the most popular running backs because Rashad Penny got ruled out. I played 0% Chris Carson. Just, I, I thought he was a decent play. I just liked a lot of the other running back plays on the board, so so that one definitely worked out for me. Um, but anytime a guy is chalky like that and he fails, he's definitely going to be way less popular this week, so I do like going back to Carson and uh, kind of zigging when others zag is usually the way to go in DFS. So I definitely like that call. At the top range, I like CMC going up against the Texans. I just think he's you know he's out there for 100% of the snaps. Saquon is injured, so um, and then Zeke's not on the main slate, and Kamara's not on the main slate. So if you want to pay up for a big guy, uh, definitely get McCaffrey in some lineups. Um, Austin Eckler could definitely have a big game going up against Miami. They're probably going to work in Justin Jackson a little bit more because it, it'll probably be a blowout. So be careful there, but chances are if, if it is a blowout, Eckler will probably already have a couple touchdowns, I know. Zeke did not get in the end zone against the Dolphins, which was kind of a shame considering we had him in a lot of spots and Dak ran one in, Amari caught two, and then the backup ran one in, so that kind of sucked. But mm-hmm. Eckler's a good play. Uh, in the middle range, I like um, Todd Gurley. I, I think uh, I think he's going to find the end zone a couple times this week. He, he hasn't looked so good, but he's still playing like 75% of the snaps, and uh, they're nine-point favorites against the Bucks. so I think he could have a nice game. And then I like on Johnson, great matchup against Kansas City. You know he's going to get 20 touches, 20 runs. Detroit lo- wants to establish the run, and, and they want to keep Mahomes off the field. So I think on's going to get the ball a lot. 
Um, he had over 20 carries last week, but he was just ineffective against the Eagles. And then I like Leonard Fournette. He he played 100% of the snaps on Thursday against Tennessee. He looked pretty bad. He did have a 69-yard run, which kind of saved his fantasy day. But he's playing all the snaps, and they're playing against a Broncos defense that will be missing Derek Wolf. So I think he's got a good shot to uh, have his best game of the year. And then I have a feeling about James White. Um, he's pretty cheap, 6,200. They're going up against the Bills. I just think Josh Gordon's going to struggle against Tredavious White. Edelman's a little banged up, so I, I think James White will get some good opportunity against the Bills linebackers. Yeah, I think I, I like that James White call. I, I got a feeling, too, that he's going to be – there's only that one guy in England. You know, last week it was Rock Burkhead out of nowhere, and then uh, this week I feel like it could be James White. Um, you know, especially if Edelman is an 100%. Um, like you said, Gordon could be shut down. Um and Sonny Michelle hasn't been great, so I, I do like... I think the Bills keep this game fairly close. Um, Brady has not been good when he goes up to Buffalo there. So I I feel like the Bills... I mean, the spread's only like seven. So I feel like uh, I feel like Buffalo will keep it close, and James White could be on the field to con that game. And you don't need I to do play like him in cash games, but he's, he's a guy that's shown his ceiling before in some of the playoff games in the Super Bowl. He had... You know, 150 yards, 14 catches, and three touchdowns. So he's he can definitely have some big games, and you you won't have to get too much of him because he's not going to be high owned. I I just think um, he's got one of those chances for 10, 12 targets and can get 100 yards and a couple scores. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with that. Um, I like the carry on Johnson and Fournette call. I like running backs that are out there 100 percent of the time. Um, I think Fournette, I mean, they, they got to keep giving him the ball, and they will keep giving him the ball, and he's out there 100% of the time. So um, at 6,400, I think that's a, I think he could hit value. And Kerryon Johnson, I think he's going to get a ton of grabs out of the backfield. Um, he'll break some carries against, you know, the KC front, KC front which isn't that great. Um, and then down a little farther, I do like Josh Jacobs this week um, going against Indy at 6,000. Uh, Oakland continues to give him the ball, uh, which I like. They really haven't, you know, shied away from the run. Even when they're down, they still get Jacobs involved. Um, and I don't think any defense, run defense is that good. So I think that um, at 6,000, Jacobs could definitely be someone that I want. And then down a little farther, um, I like AP going up against the Giants at 5,500. Even maybe Chris Thompson, but I think the Giants Washington game could have some could have some fantasy potential, um, and I feel like AP is going to get carries. He could get you know a couple goal line looks um, with Washington going down the field against you know Giants defense isn't that great, and yeah, it's Case Keenum. And I think it's going to be Case Keenum, but if it is, I mean he hasn't been awful. He can you know bring a team down the field and give it to AP at the two or the three and uh, hopefully get a couple touchdowns out of him. But yeah, I like him down here at 5,500. Yeah, that's um, a good call, especially on FanDuel where it's a half PPR site and touchdowns are awarded more. AP will be the clear goal lineback. So all he has to do pretty much is get like 40 yards on a touchdown and he pays off that price tag. So I, I don't mind that at all. And then any, any thoughts on uh, Wayne Gellman um, for the Giants with Barkley being out at 5,800? Going against Washington, do you think uh, he's worth a play in GPPs or cash, um, or are you just going to fade him this week? 
Yeah, at this point, he's probably going to be in my cash lineup. Um, he's just way too cheap if he's going to be out there for the whole game. Uh, they have, like, no running back depth there. There's, like, Elijah Penny and Paul Perkins, I think they signed off the practice squad. I know he's been there in preseason. So, um, yeah, and it's a good matchup. They're home. I, I think uh, anytime you could get a running back with 20-plus touches at home and they're favored, I think he's a pretty good option for uh, – for DFS, so I'll, I'll definitely be playing some Gallman. All right, let's go on to wide receiver. At the top, you got Hopkins, Julio, Keenan Allen, OBJ, Evans, um, T.Y., Cooks. I like Hopkins a lot this week. Um, we like Watson, but I do like Hopkins a lot this week. Um, I feel like this could be a breakout week for him, getting maybe in the end zone a couple times. Um, and I, I'm I just can't not play Keenan Allen. Um, you just can't not play the guy. I mean, he just gets 10-plus targets every single game and almost guaranteed to score or get over 100 yards. Um, and then I like Odell against Baltimore. Um, if Baker can have a little bit of time and Odell can get over the top of uh, the defenders, I think that's one of Baltimore's weaknesses is uh, the speed going over the top. Um so I might have a little bit of exposure to Odell. He's kind of expensive at 7900 for, you know, what I see him producing. But um, in GPPs, I'll probably get uh, a couple couple shares of him. What are your thoughts on running for a wide receiver this week? Yeah, at the upper range, I, I definitely like Hopkins, Keenan Allen. Uh, like you said, I'll, I'll definitely have some Odell. The Ravens' pass defense really hasn't been that good, and and uh, the Browns will be trailing. So I, th- I think Odell's a good call there. Um, I want some exposure to the Rams wide receivers. Uh, I just feel like it's really hard to pinpoint which ones. I know Cooper Cup just had a big game. Um, I, I think, think it could be a cop, right? I think like, it could be a throw, Brandon I mean, Cooks game. So yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, though, like Cup's the cheapest, but he also gets a ton of targets. Yeah. And he's clearly Goff's favorite wide receiver, especially I mean, in the Cooks red zone. Has, yeah, for sure. And I mean, Cooks definitely has a higher ceiling because of the big play potential and speed. But, man, I mean, I, I definitely want the Rams passing offense this week, too. Um, and I think it's just going to be – I think I'm just going to do Cooper Cup, not think about it, um, and be happy, you know, just plugging him at 7,000. I mean, he's only 100 cheaper than Woods, and he's 300 cheaper than Cook. So, it just – you're almost guaranteed at least eight targets. Um, and like you said, in the red zone, he gets looks. Um and I just think I think he's a golf guy, but yeah, I like the I like the Rams offense call uh, for sure. Yeah, and sometimes I like to play the squeaky wheel narrative with my wide receivers. So for for like this week, it would be guys like Robert Woods and Stephon Diggs who just haven't been getting targets for some reason this year. And um, last week, Mike Evans was a good example. Like he he did nothing the first two games, and then he blows up. So sometimes I'll go that squeaky wheel narrative. So. Um, yeah, Robert Woods would, would be a nice option with that. Uh, I, I want some Sammy Watkins for sure, especially if um, Darius Slay isn't going to play in the Dome. We already talked about that game. We like a lot of players there. So on the other side, I would play some Kenny Galladay too. Uh, none of the Chiefs corners are can stick with him. And, and uh, yeah, we like that game a lot. I do like Julian yeah, I'm Edelman. Probably, I'm, honestly, I'm probably going to fade the Detroit wide receivers. Um, just because a lot of the film I watched and just the stats I saw, 
like the offense will go against the Chiefs funnel towards the tight end. So I know we're going to get the tight end, but I really like Hawkinson this week mm-hmm. um, to be like a sleeper tight end. And I feel like I do like Stafford, but I feel like he, he could throw a pick or two, but he's going to have to throw a ton to play catch up. I definitely want the Chiefs wide receivers, shares, um, Watkins, Robinson, Harden, Hardman, get, give me all those. Um, but yeah, I might say Detroit's wide receivers this week. Okay. Yeah. And you know, Detroit's going to run the ball a lot too. So, um, yeah, I just think if they get behind, I think Galladay and Marvin Jones and Hawkinson could have big games. Uh, I do like Edelman against the bills. Uh, usually lights them up in the slot. Bills are pretty tough on the outside. They have good safeties and outside corners, but they're not as good in the slot. Um, Tyler Lockett's a pretty easy play for some reason. His price hasn't gone up, even though he's had two big games in a row. And I really can't believe that. Yeah, and now he's playing the Cardinals, so that that looks like a smash spot for him. Uh, for Terry sure. McLaurin, way too cheap. He scored in all three games with Case Keenum, and now he's actually got a good matchup going against the Giants. So I'll, I'll be having some of him. Definitely going to go back to Will Fuller. I just think the breakout is coming. Kind of been saying that the last couple of weeks, but um, he's he's shown a ceiling in the past, and and uh, you know he had a he had a thirty yard catch this last game for some reason went down at the two yard line, which kind of sucked. I think he was afraid to <laughs> get hit. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of <laughs> fell over. But uh, the long touchdown is coming soon, and they come in bunches with him. So I'll, I'll keep taking him until he has that big game. Uh, Christian Kirk and Curtis Samuel prices haven't gone up and they've been getting the targets they've showed good rapport with their quarterback so I I definitely want some of them and then Marquise Brown for some reason his price went down like $500 and he continues to get a ton of targets and he actually had over 200 air yards in that game against Kansas City but unfortunately Lamar Jackson was pretty inaccurate and he only caught like one deep ball but he's still getting the looks and you know, all he needs he's is open. one. He needs one eighty-yard touchdown, and he pays off there. So, I even mean, if uh, even if Denzel Ward is healthy, uh, Marquise Brown will be a guy I'll be I'll be getting some yeah. of in tournaments for sure. I agree with that. I mean, he's he's getting open. Like I watched the game, and Lamar Jackson just overthrew him on a ton of plays, and he had so much separation between him and the defender, and his speed is just so fast that um, you know if you're not playing safety over the top he's just gonna burn you and uh he was definitely open for a ton of plays so i like that that play at uh 5700 like the curtis samuel call a lot i like him on dj Moore just because he's cheaper at 5800 um i also like fitz on that arizona game seems to be seems to have a good uh relationship with uh murray uh and a connection on the field murray definitely looks for him um in big plays and when he's flushed out of the pocket Another player I also like is um, I like him McLaren Call, like you said, but I also like Sterling Shepard up here at sixty five hundred. I, I think I think that um, I think Jones will have another good game. Washington's not that great on defense, and being you know at home, um, I like I like the Shepard getting. I think how many targets did he have last week? Um, I mean, he had nine targets last week, so seven grabs, 100 yards, and a touchdown. Um, I could definitely see nine or ten more targets this week against Washington, so I definitely want to get some Sterling Shepard at 6,500. Yeah, I, I uh, guess I hadn't thought too much about Giants' weapons, but Dan, 
Daniel Jones definitely showed that he could uh, he could play a little bit, so I might have to get some exposure to Shepard, especially if I'm going to continue to fade Evan Ingram. <laughs> I, I mean, we'll go right to tight ends. I don't know how you can fade Ingram. I mean, the guy is Kittle of last year. I mean, he's an absolute beast this year. Um, he's big, he's strong, he's fast, he's got great hands, um, made a sick one-handed grab last week. Um, I did see I that, think, and then he, I think he had, like, what, a 60- or 70-yard touchdown where he kind of sprinted down the sideline on a crossing route and uh, outran yeah. the defense. So. Yeah, I mean, he, he literally, he's like Kittle of last year. So I'm definitely going to have shares of Ingram, and can't I can't fade him. Um, up top, you got Kelsey, Ingram, Waller is another person that just continues to get targets after targets, sure hands. Um, him and Carr have a clear chemistry on the field. Um, and at 6,700, definitely going to get some Waller. Um, down farther, I'm going to hammer Disley. I just until Arizona's defense can figure out how to stop the tight end, I'm just going to keep playing against them. Um, every week, it's just yeah. targets, it's grabs, it's 100 yards, it's two scores. And um, I don't know if you so, saw today, uh, the Seahawks actually traded Nick Vanette, who was their other tight yeah. end, and he was playing yeah, like half Steelers. the snaps. So now Disley yep. is going to be out there for almost 100% of the snaps. So oh, he's, yeah. Uh, I mean, he'll probably he'll He's probably a great option chalk. this week, yeah. Yeah, he'll probably be chalked, but I'm not going to fade him. I just think it's going to be at 5,400. He'll hit that value and then some. And then down a little farther, uh, like I said, I like Hawkinson to bounce back. I know he's only had like two grabs the past two weeks, and he hasn't done shit since week one. But um, KC is another defense that doesn't really stop the tight end. And to kind of attack attack KC's defense is through the tight end. So we like Stafford. We like the passing game. So I'm definitely going to get some shares of Hawkinson this week at uh, 5200 Kind of hard to pass up on that price value. Yeah. Um, your tight ends this week so i only had three tight ends on my list i think you convinced me to get a fourth with uh hawkinson uh so i'm gonna play uh i'm gonna play travis kelsey uh he hasn't really had his blow-up game this year I, th- I think it's coming soon um he didn't score last week i know he had like 100 over 100 yards on a touchdown against oakland in week two and he didn't he did all his damage in week one in the first half. So he's consistently been over 80 yards, but he hasn't really had that, you know, multi-touchdown 100-yard game yet. So I think he could definitely come this week. Um, I like your Darren Waller call. The Colts just allow a ton of catches to tight ends, and Waller's going to, you know, he's Derek Carr's primary target. is getting like 30% of uh, the Oakland's targets. So He had 14 so. targets last week. Yeah. I mean, he just – I mean, Carr a tough matchup broke. too against yeah, Minnesota. Against Minnesota, yeah. so easier matchup this week. Um, should probably get in the end zone. I don't see him. I don't see how he doesn't get at least a hundred yards of a score this week. Yeah, and then the third guy on my list was Will Disley. So I think my reason for fading Ingram <coughs> Ingram this week. Um, so he's only a little bit cheaper than Kelsey, and then he's a little bit more expensive than Waller, and it, I don't know. It's like, and Washington's pretty good against the tight end. They have Landon Collins there. So hopefully he can shut out Ingram. And then uh, I'll get some serious leverage playing Kelsey Waller and Disley as my only three tight ends because Evan Ingram's been chalky like every single week. He's killed me, but maybe oh, this yeah. is the week I, he duds out. <laughs> I mean, it could. I just, I just feel like Evan Ingram is like a wide receiver. He's not even like a tight I mean, he's like Kelsey. Yeah. That's why he's up at the top there. You yeah, know? And Darren I mean, Waller's I mean, like a wide receiver too. 
Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like pick your poison, um, you know, play a couple different lineups. If you're going to stack, maybe do game stack, things like that. Um, if you had to guess out of the top three with Kelsey Ingram and Waller, who would you say, who would you rank as like, uh, you know, going to be the most owned, second most owned, third most owned? It's kind of tough to tell this early in the week. I think on FanDuel at those prices, I would guess Kelsey would be the highest owned just because he's only a little bit more expensive. Um, that's at least my thought. Um, I'm definitely going to have the most Kelsey for, for tight ends, and then I'm going to get shares of Waller and Disley. Um, honestly, for cash games, I think Disley's going to be the guy for most people just because of that price tag. But um, in tournaments, I, I would guess Kelsey would probably be the highest owned, but I'm not so sure. Yeah. And that's going to be definitely something to pay attention to. Um, and when you're putting the GPP lineups together, maybe going a little less chalk um, because I feel like these top three really could all put up the same points. Um, obviously, one could break out, and it's just kind of like, you know, the luck of the draw, picking the right one here. Um, all right, let's go on to defense. This was kind of tough for me this week, defense. Um, last week, I felt pretty good about just, you know, playing. I think I have like three or four defenses that I really played, like Minnesota, Green Bay, um, New England, so and uh, Dallas. And those were kind of the plays I just, you know, spread around all my lineups. I think I'm not so sure. Um, obviously, the Chargers are at top against Miami. I, I think Buffalo puts up a fight against New England, so I'm not too high on New England's defense. At 4,800, um, the Bears. I mean, they've been they've been good, and their offense has been awful. So the fact that they're just on the field a lot because their offense gives a lot of three and outs, and Minnesota's defense is good. Um, I'd probably, and I think this is going to be a slow paced game. I think it's one of the slower paced games, the Minnesota Chicago game. And those are games that I like to target defenses at the slow paced games. Um, so I think I'm going to go Minnesota as my defense um, at 4,000. I mean, they're 700 less than the Bears, and I just think that savings is going to help me at other positions. Um, but aside from that, and tell me tell me some defenses that we're going to be playing this week because I'm having a hard time. Yeah, defense was pretty tricky this week. I only had a couple teams on my list. Obviously, you want some exposure to the Chargers against the Dolphins. Dolphins are just a total train wreck. Um, you do have to pay up for them, so that's the only thing with the Chargers. Uh, I do like the Colts at 4,200, home against the Raiders. I just think the Raiders suck, and, and Derek Carr is, uh, <laughs> is pretty bad, and, you know, he, you know, he throws picks and he gets sacked, and there's definitely some chances for fantasy points there with the Colts. Um, the one I feel the best about is probably the Rams. Um, they have a huge advantage over the Bucks' offensive line. So I love to look at the offensive line, uh, defensive line metrics, and Tampa Bay has one of the worst offensive lines, whereas Tampa Bay generate or uh, the Rams generate a lot of pressure, and we know Winston can make a ton of mistakes. Most likely they'll be trailing, so I think there's definitely some opportunities for some sacks and interceptions in that one. So, so I'll definitely be trying to pay up for the Rams any in any team where I can. Yeah, I like the Rams call. That's a good call, actually probably get some of them in the lineup because Winston can definitely throw a pick or two. Um, and the Rams have aggressive corners with uh, with Tlaib and um, Marcus Peters. So 
They could definitely and, get and a little pick six action going against Winston. For sure. And Darnold could get a couple sacks. I mean, even when the guy's double team, he still gets to the quarterback. He's unbelievable, that guy. So I could definitely see him alone getting a couple sacks. Are you interested in Minnesota's defense at all? I mean, the Bears' offense is just not good. Um, yeah, definitely if the big, Vikings were home, I'd be more willing to take them. But they're definitely cheap enough where, where you could take some Vikings and feel pretty good about it. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's really all I got for defense. I didn't really see, I mean, you could, if you really were feeling frisky, take a flyer on the bill at home against New England in like a tournament and kind of. Just yeah. I just don't your, think Brady gets stuff. sacked that much. And I don't think he really turns the ball over. That's the only thing. Yeah. His numbers are just so bad in Buffalo. I mean, they are really bad. I looked them up and they were just, I was shocked that how bad he plays when he goes to Buffalo. Um, I think he's just going mean, to dink and dunk a lot with Edelman and White and, you know, not take too many risks. So I, I don't yeah. think the Bills have too much upside at that price. Fair enough. That's a good call. Um, okay. So let's go to – that's it for DFS. Um, I like what we I like what we talked about there. Um, the Charger, yeah, I like I – like, what we just talked about as far as our plays. <laughs> I feel I feel good. I'm like excited now. I want to like start making lineups right now. Start building um, start building lineups. I know. I know. I am actually as we're talking, I'm building lineups. Um all right, so last man standing survivor pick, we're still in it. Uh this week we are going with the Chargers. Just gonna go with the chalk again to the Dolphins. They're a really tough week. Um not too I like I mean I know I keep saying this. I used to usually like to take the home team. I don't really see a home team that I feel too comfortable with. I think the Rams were the other team that we were looking at. Um, so I like I liked the Rams. We like the Rams and the Chargers, and ultimately just ended up going with the Chargers against Miami, and hopefully, you know, live to see another week. Um, all right, so let's go on to our picks. Our teaser we had last week: Green Bay and Minnesota hit. Um, What's our uh, what's your week four bet this week? So I didn't see too much value on the board looking at the lines, so I didn't want to bet any straight up. So I went with a teaser again this week. <clears throat> I got did a ten point teaser, so it's three teams. I got Kansas City to plus four, Indy to plus three and a half, and the Falcons to plus six and a half. So Chiefs against Lions, Colts against the Raiders. And Falcons six and a half against the Titans. Feel pretty good about that. Even if the Chiefs lose, I don't think they'll lose by more than four. Um, I, th- I think they're gonna have no problem scoring against Detroit. So I, I think they're gonna win outright. So I'm not too worried about that one. Colts plus three and a half against Oakland. Even if they do lose, I don't think it'll be my, more than a field goal. So I, I like that a lot too in Indianapolis. And then Falcons six and a half. I, I would love to get to seven. But the six and a half should be good enough. Um, Atlanta's home in that one, and, and Tennessee was just absolutely terrible against um, Jacksonville. They got sacked, I think, nine or ten times, and Falcons should be good enough to cover there too. So, so that's the teaser we're going with this week. I think there's just a lot of um, room for error, even if the teams don't play well. I, I think they're they're going to cover those spreads. Yeah, kind of a little safer play. Um, I would add Green Bay um, if you wanted to add another team to that teaser. Um, you could get them at plus six. 
And I just think with all the injuries to Philly, short week going into Lambeau, um, Green Bay's defense looks good. This isn't like a homer call. This is just me, you know, watching film and just homer, seeing what I see it. Homer call. <laughs> I just think that um, at home, short week, traveling to Green Bay, all the injuries they have on defense. Rodgers should have a good game. Defense has been playing good. Yeah, Wentz has been playing good, but he has been under pressure a ton. Um, Green Bay's been getting a lot of sacks. Um, knockdown balls. Jerry Alexander's been playing lights out. So I like Green Bay, and that, if you could add him to that teaser and get him that plus six, that could definitely help your value. Um, or kind of mix and match all four of those teams. But, yeah, those are the those are the picks we're going with this week. Um, any more thoughts before we get out of here? I kind of like the other side. If you can add 10 points to the Eagles and get the Eagles plus 14, I would feel pretty good about that because, I don't know, like Packers' offense really hasn't looked too good, and I know the Eagles haven't looked good in general, but <clears throat> it's hard to see the, the Packers winning by more than 14. So I don't know. That that game's kind of kind of tricky to me, though. Yeah, I, feel, I feel pretty good about taking Green Bay plus six. I, I really feel like just that short week in the injuries that the Eagles have could really hurt them. Um, and I feel like sooner or later, Rodgers and the offense are going to click and they're going to be on the same page. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams is definitely going to have a big game. So that's if you're playing the yeah, Thursday I mean, showdown, put him in your captain yeah. spot. He, I think he's going to go 100 yards and two touchdowns. For sure. I mean, he hasn't even had a big game, and they keep saying all week that they need to get him the ball more. So, okay. Well, that does it for uh, week four. Good luck, everyone. Uh, please listen, subscribe, like, comment, message us, questions. Uh, we're here to help. We love talking fantasy football, bets, whatever. Um, Tyler. I'm Nick. We're out. We're out.